Ketubotav Kofiyot, the last thing we were discussing was a case where someone pulled out a contract on his friend that uh, he owes him money and the other person said, well, I bought this land from you and you never asked me for the money at the time, so it can't be real. According to Ademon, we believe Shimon, the defendant, and according to Hachamim, we said, no, Reuven just did a, bit, a smart business move by selling him the land because now he has what to repossess if the guy who defaults on his loan. And we discussed, we're talking about a place where they first write a document, then they give the cash. Ademon felt he should make an announcement. Rabbanan said, then if you make an announcement behind his back, then the buyer would not have bought the land and he wouldn't have anything to repossess. And with that, we are starting Kof Yod Amud Aleph, 13 lines in by the Mishnah. So not the first Mishnah on the top of the page. Uh, the second Mishnah, which is about 13 lines in, where it says, Two people pull out contract that they borrowed money from each other. So Reuven borrowed money from Shimon, Shimon borrowed money from Reuven. And one is at a later date than the other. Ademon Omer, Ademon says, If I owed you money, why would you lend me money? The Hachamim Omrim, Hachamim say, that's not a proof. Everyone gets his payment, and if the other guy doesn't want to pay for whatever reason, Betin goes into his assets and takes it from him. And the Gemma starts, Itmar. Two people who took out a loan, one on the other. Rav Nachman says everyone gets their payment. Rav Sheshat holds, why, why are we switching bags? Why are we giving this guy this bag, that guy that bag? Everyone has the same thing. Rather the contracts cancel out each other and everyone keeps their stuff. Now, everyone agrees. If both a lender, borrower, borrower, lender, whatever we call them, person A and person B, have the same level or quality land, where their best lands, let's say, are both equal 100, and their uh, medium land are both worth 75, and their not-so-good land are both worth 50, Okay, then obviously we're just flip. we're switching bags, we're switching loads, meaning it's the same thing. What's the mahalokit? One person has land that is worth more than the other person. And if they're switching, when one person is going to get a land that's worth a lot less. So Rav Nachman Savar, Rav Nachman holds everyone gets their payment because Kasavar, we assess the land based on the borrower. And therefore, comes the person with the land that's worth less. He's going to get the land that's worth more, which is the average. And they have a gabe idit because to him, that's already considered the highest level. And the other person is going to come and take a lower level land that this person has. So there's a big difference if each one is taking. So it's not just switching loads. It's a real thing. Flipping loads because when we assess land, we go by based on the average of uh, the area that we're in. What's an average land worth? That's average. That's considered high. That's considered low. And therefore, sof sof ki then when this person's going to come and take a land, he's going to take a Benonit. So if this person took out a Benonit, then he's going to go back and take the same land because we go by the average of, let's say, the town. So now the question is, 
Why are we saying that the person with the lower land is going to come take that middle land from the other guy first? Let's say the the person who owns that medium level land, he's going to come, and he's going to take the lower level land first. Then And then he's going to go give him back the Ziburit. Because right now, as we speak, the Benonit then becomes his higher level land. And he doesn't get, and and the the person who originally gave him the zibori doesn't get that. The Gemara says lots now. The kadim tavai. We're talking about a situation where the person with the lower level land, he made the claim first. The Gemara says so what? So so Bottom line is when they come to to, to get their payments, they come to betin bahade hadade katu. They're coming together. It doesn't make a difference who claimed first. Ela rather, what are we talking about? They eat lelehad benonit. Rather, we're talking about one of them has a high level land and an average level land. and the other one has only a ziburit, only a lower level land. More savarav the haman hold that each one takes hen We go by the borrower, so that when the owner of the ziburit, the lower level land, takes payment, he's getting a better level land. And if we say that the owner of the medium and the higher level land he takes first, then he's going to take his friend's ziburit. And now, when the owner of the of the ziburit comes to take, he's going to take the benonit, and we're back at the same place. So then it doesn't make a difference. Umor Saban of Sheshat holds that we're just flipping loads. Anyways, Bishel Kol Adam and Shamin, we're going by the average of, let's say, the town. So at the end of the day, we're going to be fighting over the same piece of land. So that's why there's no point. Tanan. Now we learned in our Mishnah, it sounds like our Mishnah, the Hachamim say, everyone takes, and that uh, that goes like Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman explained it for Rav Sheshat. No, when Hachamim said, that's Kigon Shelava, Zela Eser, Vezela Hamesh. One of them borrowed money for 10 years, the other one for 5 years. So even if he takes that medium level land first, he gets it for five years, he gets to use it. So the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? If we're saying that the first person borrowed it for 10 years and the second person for five years, okay, can, it can be possible that Admon over here said, that if I owed you money, how could you give it to me? Of course you would lend them out money. The time didn't come for payment yet. So he didn't really owe you the money yet. Ela, to try to make this work. Rather, Ela, the first one borrowed money for five years. And the second one borrowed money for ten years. So the question is, then what are we talking about? If the time came for the first one to pay... Then my tama de Rabanan, then what's Rabanan's reason? And if the time didn't come, the time didn't come. So why should you have to pay? Then what's Admon's reason that said uh, that uh, that said to him, oh, how could you lend me our money if I owe you money? Rather, what's our Mishnah talking about? We're talking about a situation where the creditor is coming to borrow money from the borrower at the last day of five. So let's say he comes to him Sunday morning, uh, he wants to borrow money. Now this uh, this payment is not due till later this afternoon. So more of hachamim held, yeah, there are such people who borrow money just for one day, meaning the man needs the money now, 9 a.m. He's not going to wait till 5 p.m. To, to, to get his money back.
So since a person would get them would borrow money earlier in the day, he can't tell him, "Oh, if I owed you money, why would you borrow money from me?" So here's a good reason. Now, person doesn't borrow money for one day, meaning he he wouldn't borrow at nine a.m. if he knows he's getting his money at five p.m. That's one answer. So finally, we got one answer. Rame Bar Hamamar, he gives another explanation to the question on Rav Sheshat from Mishnah. The Hachamim said, Zegove, Zegove. You could say, Hach and our Mishnah, Beatome Askana, we're dealing with Yetomim. They came to, to get uh, their father's payment. Beatome, Migba Gabe, Yetomim could get paid even from Metal Telin. And Agbuye, Lomagbin, Mina, but we don't take out from them Metal Telin, movable objects. We only take from them uh, actual land if their father left land. Says, but that doesn't make sense. How could you say it's yetomim? It says in our Mishnah, each one comes and extracts payment. Like Masses, no, what it really means, according to Rameh Barhama, this one takes, the yetomim take, but another one is supposed to take, but he can't. Amarava Rabba has statues, but there are two problems with this. Hada, number one, the Zegove, the Zegove, Katani. Our Mishnah said each one takes, and it sounds like uh, they're actually taking, not that they're supposed to get. Number two, why don't you give the Yetomim the land and then take the land back? Exactly, Yetomim took a land out for their father's loan, meaning their father was a creditor on someone, they took land. Then a creditor of their fathers can come and take that land from them. So the same thing over here. So when you're telling me they were talking about Yitomim, does it make sense? And the Gemara says, you're right, the Kashya. It's a problem. So now the Gemara has another problem. Why does Rami Ibar Hama have to say we're talking about Yitomim, didn't get land from their fathers? Why don't you say, our Mishnah is talking about a situation where the Yitomim have a lower level land, and the other creditor has a idit u benonit, middle and higher level land. Does let me gavu benonit, yetomim come and take a benonit, a medium level land, because that's when, when they're extracting payments for their father, they could take a benonit. O magbu le ziburit, and the other side is going to take a ziburit. Why? One way or another, because even if we go by the average, like Rav Shishad, I want to tell me we go by the town's average. But when it comes to take out land from Yetomim, you could only take out Ziburin. That's a halakha. A regular creditor, it's Benonit. But when it's Yetomim, it's Ziburit. That's if the, the, the creditor didn't already grab that land. Let's say the creditor already took that medium level land. Tafas, whatever he grabbed, he grabbed. And then according to Rav Shishat, we'd have the same problem. They're going to take Benonit, and he's just going to grab onto the, their Benonit that he just gave them, and we're back stuck that we're just uh, flipping loads, we're switching bags, and we're not doing really anything. And that's why Rameh Bar Hamad, the Sevet by Yetomim, their father didn't leave them anything at all, period. And we end up saying that Rameh Bar Hamad doesn't work anyways. Next Mishnah is going to be talking about a husband and wife married in a certain area. They both come from a certain area and now he wants to move for whatever reason to a different area. And the Mishnah starts that Shalosh Aratzot Lenisuin. Eretz Israel is split up to three areas when it comes to marriage, meaning a person cannot force his wife to move to that area. 
Yehuda ve'ayver Yaden ve'galil. There's Yehuda. There's the Jordan area across the Jordan River, and then there's the Galil, the northern part. In Motzi'in, a husband cannot force his wife to go from one land to the other, even if it's me'ayir le'ayir from an average-sized city to another average-sized city, umikrach le'krach, or it's from a nice big city with a lot of shopping and a lot of action to another city just like it. You can't force her. So if it's in the same land, in the same area, so let's say in, you're in Galil and you want to move from one city to the other, you can move her from one city to the other or from one big city to other big city. That's all allowed. You can't force her to go from Na'ir to Krach, and not from a, a big metropolis city to a small city. We t- we could force her to go from an area with bad air to a place with nice air, but not from a place with good air to a place with bad air. Now, the Me'iri explains a little bit differently. He explains that we're talking about a place where the fruits are expensive, a place where the fruits are not expensive. Either way, you can't even force to go from a place where the air is bad to a place where the air is nice. Because an area with nice air examines a person, meaning if a person can't handle it, then they're going to get sick a lot. And the Rambam has a total different explanation. means an area where she has to go out, put together at all times. She can't look ugly. And that's a lot of pressure on her. Therefore, you can't force her to go there. So the Gemara starts, Bishlama I understand from a big city to a, a smaller city, I understand the in the big city, you get whatever you want, whenever you want. But in a smaller city, you can't get whatever you want, whenever you want. But from a smaller city to a bigger city, what's the reason we can't force her to go? So the Gemara explains, helps sitting in big cities hard. When the people came from Babel up to Yerushalayim to build the city, it's Pasuk in everyone was blessing these people to, for living in Yerushalayim. It was hard, it was a big city, and it's very hard. Next, we learn the Mishnah, Rabbanchi Momigamil Omer. You cannot even force her to go from a place with nice air to a bad air. My bodek, it says, because in a place where there's nice air, it examines a person. So, when a person changes his normal routine, that's where the intestinal uh, sicknesses, diseases start. And Katuv Besefer Ben Sira, it is written in the book of Ben Sira, it's a machloket in Masechet Sanhedrin, are you allowed to learn in Sefer Ben Sira or not? Is it all nonsense or not? Or is there chokhmah over there? Either way, in Ben Sira, it says, Kol ra'im. He's explaining a pasuk in Mishlei. It says, all the days of Ra'ani are bad. Now, He's enjoying over there. He's not so bad. So he explains, Kedishmuel, once a person changes routine, that's where intestinal diseases start. However, Ben Omer, it's not just the Yamit Tovim, even at night, his days are bad. So when it says, Kol it means even at night. 
And the reason is because Bishfal Gagim Gago, his uh, roof is the lowest one in the city, and his vineyard is at the highest mountain. That's not the best place to, to, to get water because all the water goes down. The rain from other roofs comes down and it overflows in his house. It floods his house. And from the dirt of his vineyard ends up going to other people, other people using it. He doesn't need that much dirt. and That's all he has. He doesn't get all that water. Next Mishnah, Hakol Ma'ali in the Eretz Yisrael, and everyone can force their wife to go up to Eretz Yisrael, Hakol but not everyone can force their wife to get out of Eretz Yisrael. Hakol Ma'ali in Yerushalayim, everyone can force their wife to go up to Yerushalayim. If you live in Bnei Brak, you can move. To, you have to. You can force your wife to move to Yerushalayim, Hakol but not everyone can force their wife to go out from Yerushalayim. And over here, it doesn't make a difference if it's a man forcing out a woman or a woman forcing out a man. Nasai Shabbat Israel, man married a woman Eretz Israel, Vegir Shabbat Israel, divorced in Eretz Israel, Noten Lami Meot Eretz Israel, he has to give her from Eretz Israel money. Nasai Shabbat Eretz Israel, Vegir Shabbat Kapot Kia, let's say a man married a woman Eretz Israel, and he divorced her in Kapot Kia, which is near Eretz Israel, Noten Lami Meot Eretz Israel, he gives her Eretz Israel money. Nasai Shabbat Kapot Kia, Vegir Shabbat Israel, if he married her in Kapot Kia and divorced her in Eretz Israel, Noten la mimeot Eretz Israel. He give her Eretz Israel money. He always give her Eretz Israel money. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, if he married her in Kapot Kia, even if he divorced her in Eretz Israel, noten la mimeot Kapot Kia. He, he, he gives her for the Ketuba the, the Kapot Kia currency. That's what he signed off to in his Ketuba, and that's what it is. Nasai shabe kapot kia vege shabe kapot kia noten la mimeot kapot kia. If a person married a woman and divorced a woman in kapot kia, he has to give her the kapot kia currency. So the Gemara starts when we learn takol ma'alin, everyone can force their wife or their wife can force them to move to Israel. What's hakol latuye mai? What's it coming to add? So the Gemara explains latuye avadim. It's coming to say if he's going to Israel, he can take his avadim with him, his slaves. Now, the Gemara asks, but there are those who actually write Avadim uh, in the Mishnah. It says, Hada Nashim, Hada Nashim, Hada Avadim. Then, Hakol Ma'alin, what's Hakol Latuyemai? What's that coming to add then? So the Gemara explains, according to those who have the word Avadim in the Mishnah already, they would explain Latuyemai, a person can force his family to go out from a, a nice city outside of Israel to a worse city in, uh, in Israel. Okay, then when it says ve'en hakol motzi'in, but not everyone can take out from Israel. What's hakol latuyemai? What's that coming to add? So the Gemara explains latuyemai shebarach mechutsa la'aretz la'aretz. We're coming to say that if an avid kenani ran away from his master from outside of Israel to Eretz Israel, and his master comes to Eretz Israel to force him to, to come back, darmin and we tell the master zabnei hachavizil sell him over here. And get out. You can't take him out outside of itself. Mishum Yeshivat Eretz Israel, because there's the anyan of even Avadim Kenanim being in Eretz Israel. So now the Gemara asks, Hakol Ma'alin Yerushalayim. Everyone can bring up Yerushalayim. What's Hakol Latuyemai? What's it coming to add? So the Gemara explains, Even from a nice city in Eretz Israel to Yerushalayim, which maybe at the time is not so good, still you could bring, you could force them up. And then it says, not everyone could force their family out of Yerushalayim. What's that coming to add? What type of case? The Gemara explains, 
even if your shalim is not such a good city and you want to move them out to a nice city in Eretz Israel, you don't have to say this, but uh, but still it's mentioned. And just the idea is uh, the idea the Tana Resha and Motsi, and since the Resha said you don't take someone out from uh, from Israel to outside Israel, Tana Sefa Nami and Motsi, and then the Sefa also just said that you don't take them out from Yerushalayim to Israel. It's just the back and forth, the same way the Resha did it, the Sefa did the same thing. And there's no halacha lemase difference. Tanu Rabbanan, who Omer laalot? He wants to go up to Israel or he wants to go to Yerushalayim. He Omer shelo laalot, and she does not want to. Kofin ota laalot. They can force her to do naliyav im lav, and if not, tetzeh belokhtuba. She could get the worst out of ktuba. He Omer laalot. If she wants to do aliyah, who Omer shelo laalot, and he does not want to do aliyah. Kofin ota laalot. We force him to do aliyah im lav, and if not, yotzi v'iten ktuba. Then give her ktuba and give her a get. He omerit, let's say it, if she wants to leave Yerushalayim to any other city, or from Eretzel to outside Eretzel, the who omer shelo, let's say it, and he does not want to leave, kofin ota shelo, let's say it, we force her not to, to, to get out. Ve'im lav, and if not, let's say ve'loktuba, then she gets the worst, noktuba. Who omer, let's say it, if he wa- wants to, to leave, he omer shelo, let's say it, and she does not want to leave, kofin ota shelo, let's say it, we force him to stay over here, ve'im lav, and if he still wants to leave, yotzi ve'itin ktuba, divorce and give her ktuba. And before I continue, a lot of times throughout history, there was this question, is there a mitzvah to do aliyah today or not? The poskim get into it, but also there's a question the opposite. Let's say a person is leaving Israel for mitzvah. He's gone for a couple months making panasag or helping, collecting money for a certain situation or medical attention. Can he force his wife or not? That's a very interesting halacha, very good I look into. Next, we learned in the Mishnah that if a person, if he married her in Eretz Israel and he divorced her, then he has to give her the currency of Eretz Israel. Now, we have a problem with this Mishnah. It sounds like it's contradicting itself. Katane originally it said Nasaisha Bet Israel Begeshabe Kapotkia if he divorced he married her in Eretz Israel and divorced in Kapotkia, not in Lam Mat Israel. He gave her Eretz Israel currency. Alma, what do I understand? Batashi Abudaz, you know, we go by what it was at the time when the Ketubah was written. On the other hand, Emasefa. Nasaisha be Kapotkia Begeshabe Eretz Israel. If a person married a woman in Kapotkia and divorced in Eretz Israel, not in Lam Mat Israel, you give her. The Eretz Israel currency, Almas, what do you understand? But we go by the area where the money is being extracted, where the payment is being made. So which one is it? So Amar no, there's no contradiction. This is one of the leniencies of a Ketubah. You're going to pay the lower or easier currency to pay. Why? Because Kasavar Ketubah de Rabbanan. Because the whole Ketubah is Rabbanan, so we have to be lenient. We're going to go by the one that's easier to pay. Now, we learned the Mishnah, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, we give her from the money of Kapotkia, the currency of Kapotkia, because why? Kasavar, Ketubah Deoraita. He holds Ketubah as Deoraita, and therefore you give her the currency that was signed at the time when the Ketubah was signed. And once we're on that, Tanur Rabbanan, Motsishtar Hovel Haverov, a person pulled out a document that his friend owes him money, Katuv Bo Babel, if it says Babel, Magbeo Mot Babel, he makes him pay the Babel currency, Katuv Bo Itzel, it says Itzel, Magbeo Mot Itzel, then you take out the Itzel currency, Katuv Bo Stam, if it doesn't say a place, then depends where you took it out, Hotzio Be Babel, Magbeo Mot Babel, if you take it out Babel, you get Babel currency, Hotzio Be Itzel, you take it out Itzel, Magbeo Mot Itzel, you get Itzel currency. Katuv bo kesef stam. It just says, let's say, a hundred kesef, and we don't know what we're talking about. Then mashiach se lovem magbeu 
Masha'en can bechtuva. Then whatever the love wants to pay back, he pays back. He wants bavel money. He wants sell money. But it's not like that with ketuba. So now ahaya, what exactly are we talking about? So Amar Meshashia Aresha, we're going on the first part where we said that if you're in Babel, Babel currency, Etzel, Etzel currency. Uh, so when it says Masha'en in Miktuba, it goes according to Hachamim, who say you always give the easier currency. It goes against Rabban Shimon Megamliel, and therefore you have to give her whatever you signed off on. Next, we learned in Braita, Katuv Bo Kesef Stam. If it just says, let's say, 100 uh, Kesef, it doesn't say which type. Then Mashir Tselove Magbeo. Then whatever the borrower wants to pay back, he could pay him back. Maybe when it says Kesef, it means uh, a silver platter. Maybe he has to give him 100 pieces of silver. What makes you say it's money? So Amar Bilazan, no, it says in the contract coins, it just doesn't know which coins, which currency. Maybe little pieces of copper. No one makes small pieces of silver. So you can't explain that we're talking about uh, small pieces of uh, copper that's going to be put together to give him a silver. Rather, we're talking about cash to worth an actual real currency. And Tanura Banana, Olam Yadur Adam Beret Israel, a person should always live in Israel, a few Beir Sheruba of Dekochavim, even in a city full of Dekochavim. The Al Yadur Behutzlaritz, a few Beir Sheruba Israel, and you should not live in in outside of Israel, even in a city with mostly Jews. Shekola Dar Beret Israel, Domesh Kemish Lo Eloa, because anyone who lives in Israel, it's as if he has a God. The Hola Dar Behutzlaritz, anyone who lives outside of Israel, Domesh Kemish and Lo Eloa, it's as if he doesn't have a God. Shemar. When Hashem gave us Eretz Kenan, that's when we will be uh, our God. But the Gemara asks, and anyone who does not live in Eretz Israel, he doesn't have a God? Ella, the Gemara explains, tell me, anyone who lives outside of Israel, it's as if he's doing Avodazara. It says this by David. They kicked me out today from uh, from bowing down in the inheritance of God. And they're telling me, go worship other gods. Who could tell David, go worship Avodah Zarah? Rather tell you, anyone who lives outside of it, it's as if he's doing Avodah Zarah. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.